Welcome to Shelf Logic, the official podcast of the Maricopa County Library District. My name is Kelly, a librarian at the Northwest Regional Library. Hello, I'm Roxy, also at the Northwest Regional Library. On today's show, we are going to be discussing individuals who have made their mark in their field but are not well known to the general public. Today, we will be discussing Billie Jean King, American tennis player, and Alan Turing, British mathematician and logician. First, I'm going to talk about Billie Jean King. Billie Jean King ignited a revolution in women's sports. She wanted to play tennis, but in the 1960s, tennis was a men's game. She wanted equal treatment in sports and was an advocate for women's rights and LGBTQ causes. She was born on November 22, 1943 in Long Beach, California. Both she and her brother Randy, who would become a professional baseball player, excelled in athletics as children and were encouraged by their father, an engineer for a fire department. She wanted to become a professional baseball player, but it dawned on her that there was no women on the field. There weren't women in football or basketball either. In fifth grade, a, ch- a friend asked her if she wanted to play tennis. Billy didn't know what tennis was, but she wanted to try it. Billie Jean's family found a public court that offered lessons in tennis. Tennis was typically a sport played in country clubs, which her family could not afford. After one lesson, 11-year-old Billie found out what she wanted to do for a living. On the court, she saw that everybody wore white shoes, white shorts, and were white. She later said, My question to myself was, where is everybody else? There are no people of color. Something's not right. She wanted tennis to be a sport everybody could enjoy. Even though Billy was white, she was an outsider in the tennis world because she was from a middle-class family. She was barred from a group photo because she was wearing shorts her mother made and not a standard tennis skirt. With her competitive spirit, Billy began to rise through the ranks. In 1959, age 15, she was playing on the pro circuit and needed to be allowed out of class early. Her teacher said, if she left, she would get a zero. Billy said, we let the boys go early for basketball and football games all the time. He said, that's completely different. They're boys. Billy Jean heard him loud and clear. Even if females are playing a professional sport, women don't matter. At 16, she was coached by Alice Marble, a former number one tennis player who won 18 Grand Slam championships. With coach Alice, Billy went from 19 in the country to four. In 1966, she won her first singles title at Wimbledon, and by 1967, she was ranked the top women's player in the world. At age 21, in 1965, she married Larry King, who she met at college. Billy had no clue she was attracted to women. Her family was homophobic, she was homophobic, and in those days, suburban Southern Californians rarely gave uh, thought to the nuances of sexuality. Larry was handsome, supported her tennis career, and that's all that mattered to Billy. Over the years, as Billy won more tournaments, she noticed people still didn't treat women equally. In 1968, when a man won Wimbledon, he got $4,800. Billy won and got $3,000 less. At one point, the ratio of prize money was 12 to 1 because the United States Lawn Association, the USLTA, had no interest in equity. Together, Billie Jean and eight other players quit the USLTA in protest. They called themselves the Original Nine and will later become the Women's Tennis Association. 
Tournament organizers quickly realized fans would pay as much to see women play compared to men. With every step forward, there was always somebody who was moving things back. His name was Bobby Riggs. He would tell anyone who was listening that women should stay in the bedroom in the kitchen and that he can beat any women because females lack emotional stability. In 1973, the one-time U.S. men's champion challenged Billy to a battle of sexes. She declined, fearful that the cause of women's equality and her women's tour would be endangered if she lost. When Australian Margaret Court accepted Riggs' challenge on Mother's Day in 1973 and lost, Billy felt she had no choice but to play Riggs. The Battle of the Sexes was played at the Astrum in Texas on September 20th, 1973. Riggs was 55 and King was 29. There were 30,000 spectators and 90 million viewers at home. Before the match in the bathroom, she heard women placing bets against her. Their lack of solidarity stung, but she emerged to confront them. Billy beat Riggs all three sets and won $100,000. After her victory, Billy testified before Congress on the Education Equality Act, which would make sure girls' sports got the same amount of money as boys' sports. In 1981, King admitted to having an affair with her former secretary, Marilyn Barnett, who was suing King for material support. Her secretary lost the lawsuit. King became the most prominent female athlete to have come out as a lesbian at that time, but lost endorsements contracts as a result. After her divorce from Larry, she became an advocate for gay rights. Now divorced, Billy and Larry remained business partners and founded the World Tennis, a co-ed professional league where men and women, privileged or not, played on the same team together. On August 28, 2006, the United States Tennis Association gave King its highest, most historic honor. The center where the U.S. Open is played every year was renamed the Billie Jean King National Tennis Center. In 2009, President Obama awarded her the Presidential Medal of Freedom. She continues to campaign for gay rights in her foundation, the Women's Sports Foundation, to promote leadership and fitness for women and girls. Billie Jean is certainly a person you should know. To read more about King, please check out these items that are on our shelf. The first book is called She Did It, 21 Women Who Changed the Way We Think by Emily Arnold McCauley. Prepare to discover new heroes among these 21 women who challenged the status quo Champion others and made their voices heard. The next book is In Praise of Difficult Women, Life Lessons from 29 Heroines Who Dared to Break the Rules by Karen Carbo. The author celebrates the women in this book with inspiring stories and lessons from Hillary Clinton's career in politics to Angela's Merkel rise from scientist to chancellor to Billie Jean. If you pick up this book, you will be inspired. This book is also available electronically on Overdrive. Women in Sports, 50 Fearless Athletes Who Play to Win by Rachel Ignoforsky. Much like her Women in Science book, this book is beautifully illustrated and has a variety of sports, such as roller derby to dog musher to basketball coaches. It's a great book to pick up and learn about female athletes who are not well known. If you'd like to read more about the Battle of Sexes, you can check out A Necessary Spectacle, Billie Jean King, Bobby Riggs, and the tennis match that leveled the game by Selena Roberts. This book gives readers background information about the match and the personal lives of Billie and Bobby. 
In 2017, Emma Stone portrayed King in the movie Battle of the Sexes. We have this title on our shelf in DVD and Blu-ray format. I recently watched this movie and quite enjoyed it. If you'd like to watch a documentary about King, check out the PBS documentary Billie Jean King, a female tennis champion on Canopy. I also enjoyed this documentary. You learn about Billie growing up and you can really understand the context of her world. It's also great to hear directly from Billie herself. And coming soon, on August 17th, 2021, Billie Jean King is publishing a memoir titled All In. So place a hold on that one. Kelly, what did you find most fascinating about Billie Jean King? Well, King was one of the first female athletes to receive the Presidential Medal of Freedom, and she won 39 Grand Slam singles, doubles, mixed double titles, including a record 20 titles at Wimbledon. She achieved a lot in her life. I played tennis as a kid, and I could not be Jilly Billy King. I would not do well. I used to take lessons. Yeah, were you any good? Uh, not really. <laughs> Okay, I'm going to talk about Alan Turing. Alan Matheson Turing, father of computer science, mathematician, logician, wartime code breaker, the victim of prejudice. This is what can be read on the Turing Memorial statue plaque in Sackville Park in Manchester, England. Alan Turing is best known for his contributions to mathematical logic and to the early theory construction, and use of computers. His concept of the universal Turing machine helped the Allies break the Enigma code, which is a military code created by the Germans and its allies during World War II. Allen's inquiries into artificial intelligence established the core theoretical and philosophical problems for the research. Turing was born into a middle-class English family on June 23, 1912, in Paddington, London. It was clear that Turing had a remarkable mind from an early age. He was sent away to private boarding schools. At his first school, the headmistress said, I have had clever and hard-working boys, but Alan has genius. It was during this time that he was given a copy of the 1939 publication, The Natural Wonders Every Child Should Know by Edwin Tenney Brewster, which prompted his interest in the scientific world. During his youth, Turing grew to realize his own sexuality and became socially distant, having a disregard for polite behavior. Allen's intelligence was displayed through his interest in organic chemistry and cryptography, though he also showed an impatience for learning fundamentals when deeper problems piqued his interest. In 1930, Turing won a scholarship in mathematics to King's College, Cambridge, where he became fascinated with problems of mathematical logic. After a time in the United States studying at Princeton University, in 1939, he was recruited by the British government to be the lead analyst at Betchley Park, where he, along with mathematicians and engineers, worked to create the first electronic universal Turing machine. Turing first theorized that a machine could house a human mind. 
that it could be fed instructions on a paper tape, perform calculations, and present an answer. These calculations could be anything from the solution to a math problem to how to play chess. This machine could be programmed to imitate the behavior of any other type of calculating machine. Just as a personal computer today can be programmed with software to act as a calculator, a word processor, or a game. While he was at Betchley Park, he wasn't secretive about his sexuality, and others seemed untroubled by it. Fortunately, everyone was more focused but skeptical about Alan's ideas not his personal life. The focus was to find a way to break the Enigma code the Nazis used to communicate when and where U-boats would go. After one year and eight months of working to perfect the decoding machine, in May 1941, the team was finally able to read the Germans' dispatches, resulting that U-boat attacks became half as effective as they had been before. By breaking the code, the, they provided the Allies with intelligence information that was critical in winning the war. Turing's genius ended up saving countless lives. In 1948, he became the deputy director of the computer laboratory at Manchester University, home of the Manchester Automatic Digital Machine, or M-A-D-A-M. This was the first functional digital machine that ran a stored program. Turing taught the machine to play chess and write letters. And in 1950, he published his paper, Computing Machinery and Intelligence, about artificial intelligence. It was then that he presented the Turing test as a means of demonstrating that machines could display the same intelligence as humans. In this test, a human being integrates a machine using a keyboard and monitor. Turing thought that as long as the machine could imitate a human response to a question, it should be considered intelligent. He dedicated the rest of his career to fundamental questions on the nature of intelligence and its artificial creation. The complication in Turing's career was his relatively open sexuality which was still illegal and socially unacceptable in 1950s Britain. Turing's contributions to the Allied victory were dismissed when an incident took place. In 1952, he had reported a theft to the police after entertaining a man in his home. Not only was that a crime, his sexuality of the visit was a crime. Allen was arrested on charges of gross indecency. He was given the choice of prison time or to undergo one year of estrogen hormone treatment, which resulted in chemical castration. He chose the latter, thus to enable him to continue his work the best that he could. The treatment had disastrous physical consequences for Turing. The hormone treatment did a partial job physically, though it didn't change the way he felt about men. His career suffered as well. Turing lost all of his security clearances and couldn't work any longer in code breaking for the government. With his career in shambles and his life's work stunned, following a deep depression in 1954, 
Turing committed suicide at age 41. Since Turing's Enigma code-breaking work at Betchley Park had been kept top secret until the 1970s, and the full story was not known until the 1990s, he wasn't publicly recognized for his contributions to the war effort. In 2013, Queen Elizabeth II officially pardoned Turing. Turing's impact on the world of computing and artificial intelligence is incalculable. His universal Turing machine is the forerunner of today's personal computer, and his work in the area of artificial intelligence laid the groundwork for today's research. While his achievements were very relevant decades after his death, the story of his life in post-war Europe continues to fascinate audiences today. Some of the resources about Alan Turing at mcldaz.org are Books on the Shelves under Biography, Alan Turing, The Enigma, the book that inspired the film The Imitation Game by Andrew Hodges. You can also find on the shelves under LGTBQ fiction, Murmur by Will Eaves. This book, a hallucinatory masterwork, Will Eaves invites us into the brilliant mind of Alec Pryor, a character inspired by Alan Turing and his life's events. Murmur evokes an extraordinary life, the beauty and sorrows of love, and the nature of consciousness. Under young adult math, you can find Profiles in Mathematics, Alan Turing by Jim Corrigan. Under Teen Social Science Minority Bio, you can find the book Queer, There, and Everywhere, 23 People Who Changed the World by Sarah Prager, a LGBTQ chronicle for teens that shares facts about 23 influential gay and gender ambiguous notables, including Alan Turing. A nonfiction book on our shelves under computer, as well as an electronic book and an electronic audiobook on Overdrive, you can find Turing's Cathedral, The Origins of the Digital Universe by George Dyson. If you go to Overdrive Libby, you can listen to an electronic audiobook titled The Man Who Knew Too Much by David Lovett. There are also e-books on Hoopla. Alan Turing, The Enigma Man by Nigel Cawthorn. And also for graphic novel readers, there is Part of the Imitation Game, Alan Turing Decoded series by award-winning authors. A movie on the shelf is The Imitation Game. Now this is an intense and haunting portrayal of Alan Turing, a brilliant, complicated man. The Imitation Game, a genius, who under nail-biting pressure helped to shorten the war and in turn save thousands of lives. On our homepage, you can also find additional information about Alan Turing under research and you can search Gale eBooks, Gale in content, or world history and content. What surprised you the most about Alan Turing? There were a few surprises, Kelly. Uh, one is that during Turing's teens amidst a coal miner strike, which caused the lack of train transportation available. He actually bicycled 60 miles over the English countryside to his boarding school 
which would take two days. He even arranged for his own overnight lodging. Now, that was a very driven young man. And then also, he was an Olympic Games contender as a runner. He fell just short of making the cut to be on the 1948 British team. And lastly, that it took around 50 years for the full story to be publicized about the decoding of the German Enigma Code. Brilliant history was finally discovered and shared. Let me add that the Imitation Game movie is a must-watch if you have any interest in historical happenings during World War II. Such brilliance of minds. I really enjoyed watching it. That sounds really great, Roxy. Now, the items discussed are available on our website, mcldaz.org. Thank you to everybody for listening. Kelly and Roxy from the Northwest Regional Library signing off. Thank you for listening to Shelf Logic. Make sure to hit subscribe and share this podcast with your friends. Follow us on social media where we are at MCLDAZ.